Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this very special episode of our Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. And I really mean this podcast is for Amazon sellers because in today's episode, we're going to be answering questions directly from our audience of sellers. So if you're currently selling on Amazon or looking to get started in selling private label products on Amazon, then this is the right place to be to learn more about the ins and outs of the process and strategies it takes to get ahead and make a long-term sustainable business. So Kirsty, let's go ahead and jump right in. Let's take our first question from our audience. Yeah, so it's been really good. Loads of people have been sending in questions and we love this because it means that we can really make sure that what we're talking about on these podcasts is actually resonating with you right now. So any of you guys have got a question, then we'll give you a way to actually send that through to us. But our first question today, it's kind of a bit of a multi-part question about being out of stock. So right now we're still in, I suppose, COVID-19 Amazon world, right? Where there's still a few unknowns going on. Some categories are going crazy. In fact, pretty much most categories are going pretty well. So a lot of people are either running out of stock and then they're trying, you know, to get that stock in. So this question is, I just sold out of inventory. What is the best way to preserve rank? And that's from Daniel W. We don't know what his last name is. It's just a W. So there you go. <laughs> but Daniel W, this is for you. So I just sold out of inventory. What's the best way to preserve rank? Well, generally what we like to do is, and if you've just sold out, obviously this is something that can prepare you for next time. But what a lot of people say to us is, should I you know, try and slow down my rate of sale? Because uh, by doing that, by putting the price up, so I can really slow down my sales so that I can keep my inventory longer. And we always say, our answer to this all the time is, no, don't do that, right? The reason is, is because your ranking is really based on how much velocity of sales that you're doing right now, right? And so when you run out of stock, if you really slow that process down, Amazon's really just going to take what you've done in the last 30 days or even the last two weeks to see where they should put you back in. So which, you know, how, how should you be ranked when you actually come back into stock? So if you slow those sales right down, they're just going to think that that's where you were and therefore they're going to put you right back in the ranking spot, if you like, or the ranking position that you kind of deserve based on the velocity. So you definitely don't want to do that. So we always say, go out hard, right? Go out with as much velocity as you can based on where you want that price point to be anyway, right? Yeah. So and, that's and one what we thing I, I think we talked about before is you can raise the price as long as the sales keep coming, but just yeah. don't raise it to lower your sales. Exactly. So if your sales drop off a cliff, you know that that price point is not a great price point, right? You're not doing it to essentially to slow the sales down. But it is a great time to be able to test what we call the price elasticity, which basically means, as Isaac just said, the further up the price you go and you're either keeping the same sales or maybe it's just slightly below, but you're keeping that same velocity and ranking, that's good. It means you can test that price point out. I'm literally doing this right now on um, a couple of my products and it's going really well. I've actually been able to increase my prices substantially, not price gouging, but essentially really testing out the profitability on the prices and the, and the category right now. So if you've been feeling that, you know, you're either undercutting your pricing right now, then maybe it's a good time to test that out. 
But basically what you don't want is your sales to drop off a cliff, keep the inventory and then run out of stock, right? So keep that momentum going. Basically, that's what we're saying. Keep the momentum going. Yeah, I so, was just going to say in a, lot of, in a lot of ways, COVID-19 is actually kind of resetting our price formats of what we used to be able to sell at because over the last couple of years, you know, competitors come in, but those competitors are all running out of stock. So it's like, you know what? Now we can actually sell the product at the price that is reasonable to sell at and keep a good profit going. So um, it's kind of helping kind of reset that world of ultra competitive pricing and, and, and price what's price diving, I guess, is the difference between price gouging and price diving. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I think what, yeah, like you said, it's great. A lot of the category pricing has been reset, right. To a great pricing where everybody can compete fairly and everyone can make money. That's definitely what I'm seeing in, in my category. And I don't know if that is just a demand thing or if it's a competitive thing where people are running out of stock or maybe it's probably the two going together. Definitely look at that. If you're not even, you know, you're not even thinking about that right now, you may, you may be getting some really good sales, but maybe think about, well, how can I actually play with my price and maybe profit max for you, but not be so unreasonable to the customer. That that's That's the kind of... It's like the balance, right? It's the trade-off that we want to that we want to go for. So, definitely look at that before you before you're about to run out of stock. And then, in terms of preserving rank, a lot of people say, you know, close your listing, do all these crazy things. You don't need to do any of that. You literally just make sure that you you run out as as much momentum as you can, and essentially get as, get your stock in as quickly as you can, right? Because the key thing that's going to preserve your ranking is getting back in stock. Now, I know there's a lot of people that are maybe a bit scared about, because the costs right now are, are actually, you know, increasing. For instance, for me to air freight something in, it's like, it's more than double the price to air freight it in right now. But what I did was I'm balancing, okay, so what's my opportunity cost versus the cost of actually bringing that stock in via air freight? Now I've got a small product, it's light, it's still expensive air freight for what, for what the product is. So you have to weigh this up, right? So the one thing that I would be thinking about is what's the least amount of stock that I can get there as quickly as possible, keep the momentum moving, and then get the, other stock, the, other, the rest of the stock in in a cost-effective manner. So you might not air freight all the stock in. You might just air freight a pallet in, or you might just air freight a certain amount in. But basically, your job is to make sure that you keep that momentum moving, especially in this time you know, we don't know if how long this, this may last. And this obviously goes for at any point when you're actually running the business. But what you want to do is keep that momentum moving because the longer you're out of stock, then your ranking is, is going to take a nosedive and it's going to cost you more to get it back up there. Yeah. And, and ranking is based on trends of what's happening in the, in the essentially from the search results on that page, right? So for example, if you're going up in ranking and you sell out, well, Amazon's going to kind of put a little pin on that and say, when this guy's in stock or this gal's in stock, they're doing really well. So we want this one to come back in and put them, you know, relatively high for the ranking, even if you're out of stock for a few weeks. However, if you're trending down, they're going to put a pin in that and say, well, even when they were in stock, they weren't trending in the right direction. So we'll move people ahead of them. And when they come back in stock, there's no real reason to put them back in that regular position that they had before. Yeah. And so this is, I mean, this is a live example right now. This has literally just happened to me. So run out of stock at a great velocity rate on page one for all main keywords. I could have, again, I could have put my price up even further and slowed that down, but I didn't want to. Was out of stock for three weeks, uh, two and a half weeks, spent 
you know, way more than what I wanted to spend on air freight. But because the price is at a certain point right now and, and I can actually, you know, take that in the profit margin. So I decided, yeah, you know what? And I'm going to air freight in, make sure that I've got an at least four weeks stock because I want to be able to maximize this period. So spent more than, than what I really wanted to, but I spent the money and got it in. And then what I found was that, that as soon as um, you hit like a critical point when you've got enough stock in. So for me, that was about 500 units. That's when I got my ranking back on all those major keywords. Mm-hmm. So I got ranking back on the smaller keywords first, but the main one wasn't until I got like, you know, that it's basically a critical point at which your product is going to meet the inventory what would you call it? Like the how much inventory you have that Amazon can see that, like that makes you worthy enough, yeah, to put you in front of that that keyword. Because if you don't have the stock to be able to support the sales, they're not going to put you there. So that's an interesting observation as well. So that's the other key thing you need to think about is great, you might just drip feed stock in, but you need enough to be able to hit the sales targets so Amazon will put you on that ranking. Yeah, because obviously they know how much sales are happening on page one of a search result, right? So yeah. if they're like, oh, everybody here is getting 50 sales a day, they put you there, they're like, well, it's only going to be good for 10, five days, whatever, then that's not good enough. We want them to be there for the long haul kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a bit of a, it's a lot of educated guessing, if you like, but you have to be able to get really comfortable with making assumptions around what you do. And hedge your bets, right? You know, it's a bit like when you run lightning deals on prime day or whatever. Yeah. You could potentially sell like 10,000 units, but then you've got to hedge it with, well, I'm actually going to get the deal. So how much should, stock should I plan for? It's the same in this process right here. How much stock should I air freight in, but make sure that I'm going to maximize the opportunity as much as I can, but, but basically mitigate the risk. Yeah. And we're, we're obviously fast sea shipping as well. So normally yeah. you just use the slowest sea shipping to get the best rate. But, you know, in a lot of cases, most people are doing fast sea shipping to get it there maybe seven to 10 days sooner. Yeah, exactly. So the reason, and this might just sort of help people as well. The reason I ended up air freight invested just doing this fast sea shipping was that I didn't want any kind of hurdles for getting it across country, right? So for instance, you know, it might only it might only take two weeks to get there, but maybe there was going to be another problem when I actually got it to the port and then getting it to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. So for me, direct air was going to be the quickest way to, to get it there. So that's another thing that you might want to think about as well. But definitely fast sea shipping is going to be um, cheaper. It's also going to get you to that to that certain point. So just make sure you've got a great pickup and get get you there on time as well. One thing to add to this was that some people may be worried about, okay, well, that's great. But when it gets to Amazon, you know, how quickly will they book it in? Well, we got a booking slot. They told us when it was, and it literally got booked in, in like a few hours after they gave us that booking slot. So it was actually pretty quick for me. And I think um, a lot of people are sort of feeling that as well. So as long as you can get, get the, the stock there, they seem to be processing for now anyway, they seem to be processing that pretty quickly. Yeah. And that's just so you guys know, for most people, if you're, if you're shipping via freight with pallets, that's when you have to book it in. If you're yeah. shipping via small container load or whatever that's called, small parcels, you don't have to do that necessarily. You just can ship it in freely, I guess, from whatever courier shows up on their door. Yeah. So that was kind of the first part of the question. And second part is, should I turn off my ads or leave them on for the keywords that I'm already ranked well for to help preserve my ranking? And that came from Louise K. So 
This is interesting. So generally what we say is don't worry about it because what happens is you run out of stock and your ads totally turn off anyway. Like you're not going to, you're not actually going to get any impressions um, because you're out of stock. One thing I would suggest you do is just double check that piece because that actually, um, again, this was a recent thing for me. I realized I was actually still getting billed for ads and I couldn't understand why because I was out of stock. Because something that could happen is that you Amazon may find some random stock in the warehouse somewhere, put that back in, um, but it may only be one or two units and it might trigger your ads back on, but they might run for a longer period. You might sell out the stock really quick, but they still might run for like a few hours afterwards. Now, because this is a, it's almost like Christmas time in some categories, there's a lot of frenzied buying. So Amazon system right now might not catch up with the fact that you don't have the stock there. So I would say in this period specifically, just ch- double check. You might want to turn your ads off, but the key thing on this is you have to turn them back on again as soon as you come back into stock. So generally what we would say is don't worry about it, but in key buying periods, like potentially now or probably at Christmas time, you might want to think about doing that just to just to make sure, but you have to give yourself a note. You have to give yourself like, you know, if you're a bit like me and you forget about what you've done, just make sure you've got post-it notes everywhere or even like an alarm to make sure that you remember to go back and turn the ads on as soon as you come back in stock. Yeah. And I would say, obviously, you know, if, if you know that you have stock arriving in the next two days and you haven't had any stock for like three weeks, you probably can just turn it on two turn days on. early. Yeah. yeah. That's so, what I, mean, I did actually. Yeah. yeah. It is one of those things where if you're not seeing an uptick in your PPC and you're paying attention to that, so like your ad spend per day isn't jumping and you just run out of stock and then it naturally goes off, probably nothing to worry about. But if you're seeing it still running and you know you're out of stock, you're like, okay, what's going on? It is that case of maybe it's coming back in stock or people are returning product or whatever. Amazon's re-triggering the ads to start and you might want to jump in there and say, okay, look, my ad spend shouldn't be this high. I've only got five units coming in the last you know, three days or whatever. So you definitely mm. want to check into that for sure. Yeah, because generally what happens is when you run out of stock and you're totally out of stock, then your listing won't even show. So the ads won't even show, obviously, because yeah. there's nothing to go to. But if you've got, like you said, a couple of units coming in, in here and there, it might trigger your listing to show. Therefore, it'll trigger the ads and then people are going to click on it. And if, if it's a key period, like Prime Day or um, Black Friday or something like that, then people it could be showing people are clicking on it. And that's when you obviously get the, the cost. Yep. Yeah. And this kind of coincides with a lot of questions we're actually getting about sponsored ads in general. So not just, if, hey, if I'm out of stock, how do I do it? But you know, when you're in stock and have inventory, how do you deal with your sponsored ads right now? So we got a couple of questions and I kind of merged them into one. And essentially the first part of the question is, I'm spending a lot more on PPC recently during this COVID-19 period, but my sales are worse than ever. And my product can't be shipped to the customer for three to four weeks because of that, you know, extended delivery window. Sometimes it might be a week. Actually, pretty much all prime products in the US right now are about a week out just because they also have Amazon strikes labor disputes and they have, you know, backed up at warehouses and all these other things. They're prioritizing high selling products still. So there's a lot of things there. So the question basically is, should I just turn off my PPC until the delivery times improve? Or what should I do? Because at at current, I'm hemorrhaging hemorrhaging cash. So here's the, basically think of it like this. If you are in a seasonal period where you're not getting sales 
For example, I have a winter product and in non-winter months, I turn my PPC way down. I don't totally shut it off, but I might put a dollar on each campaign. So it kind of does run, it kind of does appear, but I'm not spending much on this product during the summer months or when it gets warm. It's very similar to that for people who are not selling well during the COVID-19 pandemic and, and the issues surrounding that right now as well. Think of it if, if you can't get your products shipped to your customers, the likelihood that they're going to order it is very low. And you probably will start seeing this. So as soon as that you know, delivery window goes from you know, five days or three days to a month, your sales are going to go from you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 a day to one or zero a day on that product. So what you would do then is immediately rebudget your PPC because you can't just keep spending the money without it actually getting the sales. So if you can now think, okay, for the next couple of weeks or until this thing goes away, my budget is essentially going to be minimal. So you don't have to turn them all off, but I would absolutely turn them way down and not just like 50% down. Like if you're only getting one sale a day, plan for that. So maybe go a dollar or $2 per campaign you have, and then see where that takes you from the, the PPC. But ideally, like if you're just not getting any sales, yeah, lower them all the way down to a dollar per campaign or whatever, just let them run a little bit, but don't totally shut them off because you still want Amazon to kind of know that you're there. Now, if like you have 10 campaigns, you can probably turn off eight or nine of those campaigns. You just probably wouldn't shut off all those campaigns. Um, most of us have, you know, two, three, maybe four campaigns per product. And I would say keep, you know, at least two or three of them running, but lower them way back. So if you are getting some sales, that's good. If you're getting absolutely no sales, then for the time being until that w delivery window has changed, you could probably turn, at least turn off some of them, maybe all of them, if you're getting absolutely zero sales, but that really depends on your ranking as well too. So like, if you're not anywhere ranked near page one, you probably want to leave at least one on so that way you can get some sales somehow. Otherwise, you'll never get the sales. But if you're like on page one and you have maybe top 10 ranking, you could probably turn off most of your, of your PPC because that's just showing that people aren't buying and you're, you're one of the top sellers. So I would highly recommend just analyzing your current situation and make a good decision for your business. If you go from you know, $30,000 in revenue a month down to two, well, you can't afford to do $3,000 in sales uh, or $3,000 in PPC spend anymore because now you're outspending what you're making. And that just doesn't make any sense. So you have to bring that ratio back way down. So if you're getting $2,000 in sales now, you might spend three to $400 in ad spend. So budget that accordingly. That's mm -hmm. what I would be doing. And another thing you could do, and obviously this really depends on, you know, the types of products that you're in, the types of niche that you're in. But you could also, you know, look at your analytics, like brand analytics, if you've got access to that. You can also look at, you know, tools like Helium 10 or whatever. And just think about what type of product you have that could be potentially positioned for something that people are searching for right now that you sometimes don't position that product for. And then you can test out um, keywords in a different campaign just to see if that actually sparks some kind of, you know, sales. Because if you actually think about it, there's probably a lot of products that could be positioned for different things and different keywords, depending on what people are looking for right now. Yep. I'm thinking about, I don't know, like maybe people are searching for quarantine games or something. I don't know. I'm just making this up. Right. But maybe quarantine is starting to become a bit of a search term on Amazon. 
So have a look at that, that and say, well, can I use that search term in some way and position your products for that as well? Yeah, shelter in place activity might be a high search term now or something. You don't, you don't know until you look look for it, right? And then maybe yeah. you'd never, ever spend money on that that ad before, that that search term before, but you put, you know, five bucks a day on it. See if you can get to page one or get some visibility there from your ad. Who knows? You might get some sales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just think about how you can turn what's happening right now into, into another opportunity and, and how you can position your products for that. Yeah. And then we've also got a lot of questions around, okay, great. You know, I'm trying to get my stock in. So FBM fulfilled by merchant. So not generally we're, we're Amazon FBA business owners, right? So fulfilled by Amazon, but we can fulfill it ourselves. So fulfilled by merchant. So a lot of people are going, well, now if there's restrictions right now, how can I do it myself? When should I look to sell that for my private label products? Now it's a balance between what type of business you currently are and what type of business you want to be, right? And also making sure that you're, that you can try and at least get some income as you're waiting for your stock to come in. So what I would say is don't fully change your business model and, and kind of set up warehousing and, you know, do all this other stuff because if, if, unless there's a massive opportunity there and you're missing out on it big style, right? So what you don't want to do is, is go out and find third party warehouses. If basically the products that you're, that you're, looking at right now and not actually getting a lot of volume in this period. So that would be number one. Just don't switch to fulfilled by merchant because of that. Generally, what will happen is if you are in a great period and you're finding it difficult to get stock into Amazon, chances are that they're going to open up those categories fairly soon because Amazon do not want to lose out on sales, right? And also they're getting money from FBA. They're getting money from us as FBA sellers. So again, you've got to weigh up this fact of how soon do we reckon that these restrictions will be lifted? Now, as, as far as I can see, a lot of the restrictions are starting to be lifted pretty much straight away. So only look at FBM and look at private and three third-party warehousing. If you've got a big opportunity and you're going to miss out on that opportunity because you can't get your stock into Amazon. Otherwise, you're going to spend a lot of time trying to set it up. And by the time you've actually done that, it's probably going to be that Amazon have already kind of lifted those restrictions anyway. Yeah. So I suppose the long and short of that is do it in the, in the circumstances when there is no other alternative and you're missing out on a massive opportunity. I know we've, we've set Fulfilled by a merchant up before when I've run out of stock and um, I haven't had a third party warehouse and I've been trying to do orders. And it just becomes a mess, especially if you're selling a lot. It actually becomes a, a total mess because you, you usually forget somebody and therefore they all they have to do is complain to Amazon and you don't want to be in that situation. So yeah, it's kind of a, a balance between how much opportunity you're going to lose. And um, I would think that Amazon are going to lift those restrictions pretty, pretty soon. Yeah. And, and not only that, but I mean, if you don't have stock like in the United States, like you don't want to be shipping from your factory in China doing FBM that way, which some people have talked about as well. Um, but yeah, if you, if you have stock somewhere in the, in the United States, like in a third party warehouse or at home, it can be possible to do it. But again, you have to re remember there's, there's issues with it. So like, I remember having to do FBM fulfillment for months. And then when you're like, oh, I've got my FBA back in or, you know, the restrictions are lifted, like in this case, then you're still fulfilling FBM because you're like, how much do I turn it down in order to get this one to come back up? And you've got all these other issues and you still have to do it for a couple of months. And you're like, 
man, this is obnoxious because I shouldn't have to be doing this anymore. So you're yeah. just kind of, you know, you're, you're overexerting yourself for what the actual business was developed to be. And so, yeah, it can turn from a couple of weeks to a couple of months pretty quickly. And it's, it's pretty obnoxious. Yeah. I think one of the key problems that people are finding now is that even though you can create shipping plans, you can only create it to a certain level. So the next stage would then be maybe work with your freight forwarder or someone like that to see if they've got a warehousing facility. So at least you can get your stock in. And then as soon as those restrictions in terms of shipping plans can start to be eased, then at least even if they do it in increments, you've got the stock already in the in the US or whichever marketplace that you're actually selling. And then you can actually start to ship that product in. So that's that's kind of probably the next hurdle. I think probably the the first hurdle is is being lifted, but then it's being lifted. It's like quarantine restrictions, right? <laughs> They're just being lifted at a certain pace. So that would be the next thing is I'd go, my, my first port of call would be work with your freight forwarder to see if they've actually got somewhere that they can store it for you. And then you can ship it in in increments. Yeah. I had a, I had a product that I could only ship 44 units in. I was like, yeah, it's a random number. Like I was like, is it 40? Is it 50? And it's like 50 was too much. 40 was too little. So I just went one by one. I was like 44 units. Yeah. Any sense, <laughs> but okay. I, I don't know. I know. Come with that, you know, that number, I sell about 90 a month. So you're giving me two weeks of stock or something. This is a low selling product, but I'm like 90 a month minimum. And I'm getting 44 units to send in. So I'm like, cool. So in another week, I have to send in another 44 or whatever, whatever yeah. it allows me to send in. So yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Very interesting time. So yeah. Guys, we want to thank you so much for the great questions and for tuning in each week. If you have any questions that you'd ever like to ask us, you can please visit www.goteamreal.com. We'll have a little section on there called Ask a Question. You can go right there. You can also head to our Real Amazon Seller Roundtable Facebook group. It'll have the logo for Real on it. And you can search that in the Facebook search bar. You can request to join and you can ask us questions inside that Facebook group as well. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with your friends who might get value out of it as well. As always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Take care for now. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.